what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. Today, we're going to talk about eight keys for provision. I know that we're in a time where this tends to be an area that a lot of folks either have a lot of breakthrough, right, or they have a lot of unbelief and they're wrestling. So I found it really important to dive into provision specifically on today. And I also have a story for you. So it's going to be a good word, an encouraging word, and hopefully an equipping word for you as well. So if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please go ahead and do so now. And if throughout this message, it's resonating with you, make sure that you like it. We always continue the conversation as well over on Instagram. And that is at Miss Juliana Page or at Spirit Filled Real Talk. So those are ways that you can connect. You can also copy the link to a podcast and share it with a friend as well to spread the good news. All right, so let's get to it. So when it comes to provision, I think it's really important to know that God loves you and he loves your desire to meet with him, to work with him, and not just work for him. A lot of times in the world that we live in, we're we're used to that model where we just work for people, right? Rather than doing life with them, right? And every good father, whether you had one in the natural or not, every good father thinks about his children first and how to plan the resources they need to become the full version of who they're going to be. So God already has the plan laid out. He already has the, the resources assigned to that plan as well, and he has a good plan for you. So I want you to just absorb this quote that I'm going to share. It's actually from Brian Houston, and it's so, so powerful. So just absorb what I'm going to speak over you right now. It says this, how would you live differently today if you believed deep down that God had crowned your year with his goodness? What would you dare to accomplish for his kingdom if you believed the path he set you on drips with abundance? He has and he will. The God we serve has purpose and plans for your life that are good. His thoughts about you are good. His will for you is good. Right? So just think about that. How would you live differently today if you believe deep down that God had crowned your year with his goodness? Right? He'd already gone ahead of you and he's your rear guard. Right? And then what would you dare to accomplish for his kingdom if you believed the path that he set on, set you on specifically, right, drips with abundance. And then deeper than that, if you really knew that you knew that you knew that, how would you show up, right? 
So really what this is saying or what this quote reminds me is that God himself has put you in an unshakable kingdom that operates with an economy that is above the economy that you live in in the world. Okay, And as you tap into his favor, love, and his heart, things will begin to happen in your lifetime that couldn't happen if you didn't have this beautiful God. Okay, So think about that. Romans 8.32 actually says, Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for all of us, won't he also give us everything else? You know, like, so really think about that. Again, that's Romans 8.32. The things that we need to do, what he planned before time even began, God has already provided. If he gave us his own son, why wouldn't he give us everything else, right? Specifically, that pertains to life and godliness, okay? Another verse that I had been reading about, it's actually Jeremiah 20, no, Jeremiah 32, 27. It says, I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is there anything too hard for me? So sometimes that's what we need to ask ourselves. Is there anything too hard for God? Right? He's the God of all mankind. You know, that that means even, even folks that we think are of our enemies, God is the God of them too. Okay. So I'm just going to prophesy this over you. This is another thing just to absorb and to partner with, with your faith. All right. I am a father and it's my good pleasure to give you my kingdom. My kingdom is not just principles or theory. It is tangible and requires provision in the natural. I thought of all the good works for you that you would do before time began, and I prepared a storehouse for you in heaven that you can access by faith. Every resource you need to live the complete life I have given you is already available. My son gave you the keys to the kingdom, the keys to unlock these resources. They are already in your hands. So the question is, are you working these keys? God is already giving you the keys, but are you working the keys? Okay, so really and truly, if God put a desire in your heart, God desires to give you the desires of your heart. He delights in the prosperity of his servant, right? So his desire for you in the first place is to receive the fulfillment of these desires. He wants what you want more than you want it. Think about that. God wants what you want more than you want it. Okay, all the redeemed things that God has for you in your life, he planted them there and wants them more than you do. Do you agree with that? Are you willing to partner with that in faith, right? I know too, I just want to highlight this. I know that there's like a, I don't know how we want to phrase this, but like a hyper wealth movement. And this really came out of disempowerment, disempowerment of true identity in God. It's not about things and wealth in God's heart. It's about provision for the calling Um, the destiny, but also for our identity in Christ. So the Bible works for the poorest of the poor and the richest of the rich, not because we all get to become rich, but because God is a provider who will help us accomplish all his goals for us. Every resource it takes to know him, the way he wants to be known, he has already provided. And we see this all through the gospel where Jesus is shown as one who accesses the father for the disciples for very real provision, okay? So 
We have resources in life that aren't just accumulated in our own strength. We have resources because of our sovereign position before the Father. Because we have a relationship with him, he will provide for us both naturally and supernaturally. That's encouraging, okay? And Jesus saw supernaturally a provision And this was with a sovereign moment of provision in time. This is actually in Matthew 21, 2 to 3. It says, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. So this is the kind of God we serve. He brings us to a point of sovereignty in our provision. God comes as the provider and gives strategic ideas and God wants to be known this way but he also wants to be known us to be known this way as well so God wants to be a provider for us but he also wants us to be a provider for others okay so think about that in your own life do you live like God wants you to be a benefactor to the world around you it's interesting because we only learn that when we're in a position where we feel insufficiency and when we feel insecurity that's when we learn to be a benefactor because we learn to exercise our faith for that okay in Matthew 5 and 6 which was Jesus's first sermon he talks a great deal about provision and who the father is he tied the father in heaven to one who cares about our very real needs and I'll give you a story in a second on this He did this on purpose because he knows one of the ways we will connect to him is as we access him from his father's heart. When we understand who God is as a father, it helps us feel more secure in our identity. It helps us to believe if there's a need, there will be a resource for that need, even if we don't see it immediately, right? We have a God who wants to be known as a father, to understand that he is our provider and to come and help us in areas we can't help ourselves. So the areas that God puts us in, we cannot accomplish without him. He can only put us there with a promise of his father's nature that he will provide anything we need to be there. Okay, Matthew 6, 25, you've probably heard this. I'm going to read it from the Passion Translation. It says this, This is why I tell you never to be worried about your life, For all that you need will be provided, such as food, water, clothing, everything your body needs. Isn't there more to your life than a meal? Isn't your body more than clothing? Look at all the birds. Do you think they worry about their existence? They don't plant or reap or store up food, yet your heavenly Father provides them each with food. Aren't you much more valuable to your Father than they? So God wants us to be benefactors to the world around us. He wants us to be a father and a provider as he is. He wants us to imitate him. God wants us to nurture the dreams of others, not just our own, right? Because the world really doesn't need a bunch of sons and daughters, right, who are about their own agenda. The world needs people who are willing to sacrifice, take from their own, and give to others, right? And you really learn, as I just mentioned, to be a benefactor, not when you are in a season of breakthrough or a season of wealth, you learn how to be a benefactor in a season of sacrifice and obedience and faith, radical faith, right? There are seasons of time when you make powerful decisions based on a time of your need to help someone else. Our divine right 
is not to become wealthy, like the, the culture of the world would say. Our divine right is to become like Jesus, okay? God's vibes matter. <laughs> you can't outgive God. So when God asks you to give something, it's because there's always something that he wants to sow back into you. But sometimes God will ask you to give an obedience that you aren't going to get back. One of the greatest wealths we can have is through people who trust us and go on the journey with us that we have the responsibility for and have kingdom impact too. I really see this a lot, particularly in my field or in my industry of coaching or as my you know, position as a coach. So God is a father who provides and we sow because we love Jesus. And when you walk in the kingdom, you can't help but get blessed, right? That's a great affirmation right there. When I walk in the kingdom, I can't help but get blessed. Ask God with the little that you do have how you can benefit others, right? Because a lot of times when we're just thinking about ourselves and our own needs, we get to this place of insufficiency when really you want to operate out of sufficiency. So I'm going to transition here and just give you a story that happened very recently, um, and it is a praise report. Turned into a praise report today, and so I felt the release to be able to share it. And then I'm also going to give you eight keys to provision that you can apply in your life. So stay with me. All right, so here's the thing. I have been connected to a organization for seven and a half years, a long time, on assignment by God. It's a God assignment. That's how I really can position myself to show up in integrity and excellence and just trust why he has me there. Because in my human self, it didn't make sense. Like how this door opened, how I got connected, how things have evolved, like none of it has made sense from my logic or from my own reasoning and understanding. However, I've had the peace and just the confirmation, affirmation, validation, conviction, all the things from God, right, that I'm supposed to be there, okay? But it has been increasingly hard because there is definitely a lot of darkness and dysfunction, and I have sort of been singled out as a... um, I don't know how to say this, but as as somebody who is not easy to read <laughs> or manipulate or to to budge on my integrity and where I stand, right? So that can be threatening to those that are used to be able to get away with that with other people. But what I've been known for in this environment by God's grace alone, not by my own merit for sure, is just being consistent being uh, in integrity, showing up in excellence, keeping a good attitude, despite if I might have, you know, breakthroughs before God on my own, or no matter how many times I'm in my prayer closet, like warring for breakthrough and different things, I've been able to show up in that environment as stable and consistent and just focus on what God's plan and purpose is for that organization and why he has me connected. However, it's been extremely hard given many different areas that I don't think are relevant to this testimony, but essentially it's had me sort of, you know, in a situation of being the black sheep or the one that's singled out and there's like a gang against you. (laughs) It's had me in a position like that. Okay. So I've existed or um, operated in that environment, knowing that very blatantly, very clearly and experiencing a lot of 
troubling things, okay, that have been hard to wrestle with and work through. So just last week, I was put in a position where I was singled out and asked a question um, by somebody in management that had really no right or position to ask me this question. Um, And it felt very conflicting. And it was done through email. There wasn't even a phone call. Uh, It was just very uncomfortable. And I just felt gross. (laughs) It's the best way I can describe this. And so I wrestled with that, right? Because, you know, the way I see it, we've got options, right? When you're singled out like that, you can lie, you can ignore and not respond, or you can be honest and, and follow through without explanation, right? Or without explaining yourself or trying to go for understanding, just being like bold, direct, and that's it, right? So... I wrestled with that, um, <laughs> but there was just things that I know. I know what God told me about what I was being questioned about. I know that integrity is everything and my relationship with God is everything and I'm not willing to compromise that. I know that God despises a lying tongue and I'm not a liar. I know that I am not here to be a man pleaser, but to be a God pleaser, right? And if I'm out here succumbing to the pressure of man. Who am I really, right? Like whose business am I really about? So I pulled back and I just prayed and I I just was having a conversation with God. And that's one of the ways for the record that you can really build intimacy with God is just having conversations with him. So I pulled away, had a conversation with God, you know, just shared what was on my heart, just like you would do with a coach or a best friend or um, some sort of mentor or advisor in your life. I just shared what was on my heart. And I said, by faith, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to respond. And I'm going to trust that you're going to shift this in my favor and you're going to work it for my good. I am not a liar. My desire is to honor you in all I think, say and do. And I'm going to show up in my integrity And I decree and declare (laughs) that no weapon formed against me shall prosper, that every tongue that's risen against me in judgment shall be proven to be in the wrong, right? And that I will experience you preparing a table for me in the presence of my enemies and shifting this in my favor and working it for my good because I am a child of the Most High God, right? And you who are in me are greater than anything that I face. So I just started speaking life over myself and just pleading my case before God and just releasing it and trusting that he was going to show up. Um, So it felt super uncomfortable for a while there. And I just felt like last week there was many moments of testing like that. So usually when that happens sort of in a series, I start to recognize that I'm on the verge of something. Like I'm breaking into something that the enemy doesn't like. (laughs) So it almost feels like a cloud or a fog like comes into your life and wants to like take over. And I'm like, no, no, no. We're going to turn up our praise. We're going to pray. Um, We're going to confide in some people um, and make sure that they're partnering with me in faith too in prayer, people that you can trust, right, to do that, not just anybody. So at any rate, I kept moving forward. um, And then I even had a therapy call. And I think I've mentioned with you all, I have my own advisory board of my, you know, since I'm a coach, I have a coach in my life. I just believe in coaching. It's Oh my gosh, so much passion for coaching. So I have a coach, a therapist, spiritual advisor, spiritual community, you know, just family in my life to help me show up and operate and really help me with blind spots and just making sure that I'm taking care of myself in all aspects, right? 
So I'm on the phone and my therapist, you know, she knows bits and details of this and like helps me to discern what I'm up against sometimes in the natural um, and obviously spiritual as well. So that's one of the reasons that I specifically liked her was for her spiritual uh, connection to God and how we're able to pray in our sessions as well. So at any rate, she asked me like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, well, I'm not going to do anything, (laughs) right? Like God is going to shift this and I'm not going to have to do anything. And I literally laid out exactly what God is going to do. And I said, like, I'm going to get another email and it's not going to be a call out email. It's just going to be, you know, a cancellation, um, you know, probably for fear and because of things that are going on in this world, but it won't be calling anybody out. It'll just be a cancellation and everything will clear up and I won't have to do anything and there'll be no drama. Like God is just going to shift this in my favor and that's it. That's it, right? There's going to be no more drama. There's going to be nothing for me to worry about. This is just going to disappear as quickly as it developed. And sure enough, that was a couple of days ago. We prayed on the phone and then I also prayed with another partner in my life And today, literally like two hours ago, I got the email that I prophesied about by faith, right? That I declared in faith that God was going to do for me. This is exactly how he's going to handle the situation. And it literally was verbatim, (laughs) word for word, what I said he was going to do. Like he just straight up provided and protected me in a way that I just felt so so, so grateful. I felt so humbled. I felt honored. I felt like he was rewarding and taking care of my integrity and my position. Um, And he's also a protective and a loving God. And I just was asking that he demonstrate his love for me and that he really protect me in how this unfolds. And he came all the way through. So I share this and I don't share all the details, obviously, to protect people's privacy and all of that. However, I share this because this isn't just related to provision, okay? But it's related to your character. It's related to your, you know, your safety, your security, your well-being. And God cares about that, right? Like God cares about every detail of your life and he will come through. So ask, keep on asking, praise, prophesy, like keep hitting the rock, right? Like keep praying, keep prophesying, keep declaring and break through, okay? And what's meant to break you, you will overcome and you will break through in Jesus name, amen? So whatever that might be for you, I just wanna encourage you not to just take things as it is or not to bend when your integrity is tested, when your integrity is being tested, but to show up in faith and really partner with God to move through that, trusting that He will show up beyond what you can think or imagine. Okay, and He is faithful and He is good and He's just. So keep that in mind. Even though the world wants you to bend and break, you stand firm and you stand on the rock. Okay, so then when this is connected to provision. Quick little story too, there were three investments today that I had been researching and really, you know, letting emotions subside, then I could decide. I was waiting for peace and wisdom and direction from God and really a green light to go forward. So three big, and these are financial investments um, that that are connected to the vision that God has given me for, for where he's taking me, right? Very uncomfortable investments as well. (laughs) Totally me uh, leaping by faith and depending that God is going, depending on God, that he's going to provide 
resources in a way, even if I don't see it, but it's gonna require that I move before I see those resources, okay? And that's for three different investments. That's just not one and it's not for a small investment. Like these are big, scary, hairy investments, right? So I wanted to do it, um, the way it was originally set up was that, you know, I was gonna have provision that I could see come in and it was gonna allow for me to just move in a very smooth and easy way. However, that's not how things have unfolded. Um, and all I kept receiving was that verse that I just shared, is there anything too hard for me? <laughs> the just shall live by faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. There's nothing that you need to do, it's what you need to believe, right? <laughs> Are you believing? Do you dare to believe me on this? Will you trust me on this? And so the final word that I really received, a revelatory word, was to move by faith. Like, I have the green light on all these things already. Move by faith that God is going to provide in the right way at the right time. Even if it's the 11th hour, he will still show up and do what he said he's going to do. So at any rate, I... <laughs> I stepped out and I made those scary investments, right, by faith. And I was just like, God has got me. This is good. I'm excited. There's momentum building. It's time. It's my season. Like doors are opening and I'm just, I'm partnering with God in that. And I just felt a lift and I felt a peace and an excitement that I hadn't had in a very long time. And it was only two hours after that, that I got this email of protection as well. That it was almost like, I've got you keep going from God, right? So I just wanted to share these things because there was a lot of fear and anxiety and just like a foreboding spirit that was trying to really poke and pry at me last week. And I really had a battle with it through the weekend and even, you know, up to today. But I just decided, you know what, this is, this is going to be something that I'm going to do by faith, right? When you go to more levels in God, when you grow and when you mature in Christ, like you have to increase your faith. Okay. It's not, it's not necessarily new levels, new devils. I'm not believing that I'm not partnering with that, but it's going to require a different version of you. It's going to require new thinking, new faith, new action, new aligned action, right? New intimacy, deeper intimacy with God. So I just chose to do that. And it was major keys that I was practicing here, if you can pick up on it, that unlocked provision for me. Okay. And provision had been released also after I invested, after I gave, after I stretched, provision came through. So I just want to hold that up for you as a word of encouragement and to share this praise report and testimony to really build up your spirit. Okay. So let's move into eight keys for provision. These are really about how God brings resources as a provider in our lives, okay? And these are areas we need to be creative in how we think about accessing God as the provider, okay? So the kingdom of God is a disruptor. The practical provisions of God have to be disruptive at times. <laughs> so think about like Amazon, Amazon, Amazon Prime, right? That's a disruptor or Netflix is a disruptor or... Trying to think of another good one. <laughs> What's another good one? Facebook was a disruptor, right? There's there's many. Uber is another one. That was a disruptor disruptor to you know taxis and how we move around. So the kingdom of heaven is a disruptor that will bring things right back into the justice of God of what things were intended for in the first place. So here are eight keys. Number one, 
Romans 11.29, the gifts of God are irrevocable and the things he has put inside of you cannot fail. So even if you've been cut short in life, the things that you left undone, someone will pick up and you will inherit in heaven as if you fully completed the task. And I'm pulling that from Hebrews 11:39 and 40. So in other words, God's never lets anything he planted on the earth return to him void, including your life, okay? God provides a promise that cannot fail. So the gifts of God are irrevocable and the things he put inside of you cannot fail. So the challenge with this first key to provision is to stop looking outside of yourself for provision and trust that he who is in you is greater than anything on the outside of you. And you already have keys that you can unlock in your spirit man to win and to live from victory in the natural. Number two kind of building on number one, you can produce the resources needed to fulfill the promise. Exodus 31, 1 to 5, and 2 Corinthians 9, 10. Okay, so the most generous God who gives seed to the farmer that becomes bread for your meals is more than extravagant with you. He gives you something you can then give away, which can grow into full form lives, robust in God, wealthy in every way, so that you can be generous in every way, producing with us great praise to God. He's changing you, so don't limit yourself. So whenever you feel uncomfortable, whenever you feel like you're being stretched, whenever you're led to take a leap, trust God. Trust God by faith. All right, number three, walking in your calling is part of how God provides for you. I know that we don't often hear this, but that's part of how God provides for you. I write about this a lot in my second book, God's Vibes Matter, co-laboring with God. It's all about how we partner with God and how he provides for us in that process. Okay, so as we really are walking out our calling, it feeds us. Matthew 5, 6 says, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. And then John 4, 24 says, God is providing in you a mechanism inside that causes you to obey him and walk with him. It causes you to grow and to eat deeply spiritually and to be satisfied in your life. The tribe you are called to will feed you. Okay, so really, really keep that one in mind. It's so, so powerful. Number four, God brings signs that are part of his provision for you. He will bring signs or prophetic words to equip you as part of the provision. Isaiah 29, 14. Therefore, once more, I will astound these people with wonder upon wonder. The wisdom of the wise will perish. The intelligence of the intelligent will vanish. God will provide a prophetic roadmap for you. He will be your GPS, right? That's a lot of times how we are led to move. God will give us a prophetic word. That word we will confirm and test and try according to his word. It might be reinforced, right? And the stronger we get reinforcements or affirmations or, you know, intuitive hits, if you will, about a word, the the more we need to really stand on and trust that word, it's probably going to be harder to do so. That's why we're getting such a strong revelation of the word. And there's a process connected to it, but God always finishes what he starts and he will be a roadmap for you for every step. Number five, 
God will always release what he has put in you. Oh man, so powerful. He never develops something that he won't deploy, okay? So everything that God brings has a countdown. Hebrews 12, 2 says, Jesus himself is the finisher. God will put something inside of you and part of the provision he has for you is knowledge that he will complete it. He's a good God that always finishes what he starts, okay? So he'll always release what he put in you. So that's how you can trust timing of God too. If he hasn't released it yet, it's not the time yet. When the time is right, I, the Lord, shall make it happen. Number six, God will give you the full capacity that's beyond what you can expect. Daniel 1.17. To these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning. And Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. Another word for knowledge is divine intelligence. God is choosing the weakest moment in your life to launch you so you can operate in his strength, not yours. That happens a lot. God gives supernatural capacity as a provider so you can do supernatural work, right? Like if we could see it, if we could figure it out, if we could do it in our own strength, we wouldn't need God. (laughs) So a lot of times when we're down to nothing, that's really when God can show up and do something truly amazing. Number seven, favor. This word means graciousness, the ability to be seen, heard, the ability to have authority, resources, and provision. Favor is when people start to take notice of you, not because of who you are, but because of who God has put, God is really because of who, not who, let me put it this way, because God has put something on you. People take notice because God has put something on you. Luke 2.25, Jesus grew in favor with God and man. The areas you are called to the most, you will have a lot of favor that you couldn't have produced in your natural self. It won't always make sense, right? Part of favor looks like influence. Matthew 5, 13 and 14 in the message says, let me tell you why you are here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. For us to go public and have that kind of favor, there must be great resources around us. And lastly, number eight. God will give you the capacity to fellowship and pray with him over the provision that you are called to. God will give you insight and revelation and he'll give you a push or a fight in the spirit that you would not have in your natural man. Ephesians 6.12 for that. When you have God as the provider over you, he gives you boldness and tenacity that causes you to fight, which will produce a God result. Allow God to fill you with the fight it takes to produce the God result that you are believing for. So again, it's not going to be by might or by power but by the spirit of God, okay? So God wants to be your provider. I'll leave you with this. Billy Graham says this, we can be certain that God will give us the strength and resources we need to live through any situation in life that he ordains. The will of God will never take us where the grace of God can't sustain us. So God planned good works for you before time began. And because he planned good works for you, that means he has resources for you to do what you were called to do. And he says, 
in Philippians 4.19, my God will supply all your needs according to glorious riches in Christ Jesus. So this is a God who will meet all of your needs, okay? According to glorious riches, God owns everything. He's a sovereign God. So this is a call really to realign your expectation of who God is again. So I'm just going to leave you with a prayer, all right? God, I want to know you in your nature as my father and my provider. I want to see you as a good father and understand that there was never an intention of lack in my life. I pray that you would bring revelation to me of your love for me and the world around me and that you would use my life as a great resource center for everyone I am called to reach. God, I have many needs, and on top of that, I have many desires. Teach me to walk with you so that these are not just my dreams, but I can see your desires, which are greater than mine. Help me to have the belief that I am called to reflect your Father's nature and to be a powerful provider on the earth to the world around me. In Jesus' name, amen. (laughs) All right, guys, I hope this message blessed you. Trust that God is a good father, that he is a provider, and that he's called you to be a provider as well. He wants to help you to operate by faith when it comes to provision and to see him show up in ways that are far greater than you dare ask, think, or imagine. So I just release this word over to you. May it bless you. If it encouraged you, again, subscribe to this podcast, like it, share it with a friend. And then as far as connecting with me, you can visit julianapage.com. I just released two new books this month. One is called Stepping into Royalty, and the other one is Rule and Reign, the Faith Walker Manual. So you can find those over on the website. And there's all the ways that you can connect with me, whether through coaching or the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can join us in there and many other things. So go check it out. And until next time, stay blessed. 